This is Joel Cheeseman with the Chad and Cheese podcast. This past week, Chad and I did a live podcast at the Talent Acquisition Tech Conference in Minneapolis, and this is what transpired. Enjoy. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. We don't we think people are like getting excited with the music and yeah. now look like they're going yeah, to sleep. Like, so maybe we need to change the opening like, music to the podcast. No, uh, welcome everyone. Uh, I know some of you know who we are. I know most of you probably have no idea who we are. You're just here to have coffee and see what the hell this thing's all about. So I'm Joel Cheeseman, the cheese part of this duo. I'm Chad Selwash, the Chad part of the duo. And we were contacted about a week ago by Pete and Repeat to talk about Google for Jobs. It's a hot topic. Uh, We've been talking about it for weeks on the show. Um, If you subscribe to our podcast, you've probably heard it. If you're not a subscriber, you can go to chadcheese.com through iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc. But we have roughly 30 minutes. Uh, We're going to get to three uh, segments. We're going to look at the past, the present, and the future. Uh, This is an interactive scenario. Uh, If you have questions, raise your hand. Uh, We'll address you. We're also streaming live uh, Twitter dot com slash Joel Cheeseman. So if you want to give us a heart, that's great. If you have a question on Twitter, that's great as well. But I'd say without any further ado, let's, let's get to the topics. Knock it out. Okay, so Google for Jobs. Anybody heard of this thing? Yeah, Anybody heard of Google? Yeah. Kind of, kind Small of company new, in Mountain View. Kind of um, so back in the dawn of, of Google, we want to kind of set this up right. So back in the dawn of Google Jobs, anybody remember Base? Google Base? Anyone? Anyone? A few. A few. It sucked, right? It was horrible. <laughs> it was really this amalgamation of everything, and it was really, you know, what do you say? It was to compete with Craigslist. Well, I, think, I think the catalyst, you know, which will be different than the future, is the catalyst was Craigslist. So if you looked at Google, what they were looking at was classified, classified, and Craigslist was this huge industry. Someone at Google probably said, why don't we just put jobs and cars for sale and, and houses on Adam. Google? It makes sense. Yeah. So they created Google Base, which was if you were a user, you'd search something on Google's search box, and then you would get a sub-search box if it was jobs-related. It would ask you a title and then the location. This is before geolocation and all that stuff. So you would put a sub-search query, and then you would get results. These results were based on people 
spamming the hell out of Google, throwing jobs, multiple jobs, duplicate jobs, jobs every day Recipes, to Google. pictures, all kinds I of mean, stuff. anything publisher specific. Yeah. So it was a big garbage pile. So it was, it was a disaster. Google has walked away from it. Um, Chad was actually in part of the conversations with Google back in the day yeah. about Google Base, um, as well as probably Rick Worley was, who's in the audience, um, the guy in the blue shirt there. If you have any Google Base questions, as we know we all do, go to Rick as well as Chad for any nobody information. Wants, nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit about this. Nobody gives a shit. So they killed it really fast. Yeah. It, might have, it might have even got out of beta. Got out of beta. Um, TechCrunch said it was ugly and central, centralized piece of crap, pretty much. <laughs> That had worse uh, UX and functionality than Craigslist. I mean, seriously, for browse uh, and or uh, eBay, I think it was. So it was horrible. The question, the question. After tripping, landing on their faces in front of everybody, why in the hell go back into jobs? Seriously, money. Yeah, but so what was the what was the so. Fast forward to a couple years ago, uh, who was recently purchased for $26.2 billion? Anyone? 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 Starts with an L and rhymes okay. with LinkedIn. He knows. LinkedIn. Uh, Microsoft bought LinkedIn for $26 billion. So where you have the jobs you know, industry monster selling for $500 million, uh, indeed it's getting acquired for allegedly $1.6 billion. You know, these, these are numbers that don't get Larry and Sergey out of bed at, at, in the morning, okay? Billion dollars is nice for Google, but it's not going to move the needle for them. Um, we think, and we'll get to the future, and what we think is going to happen is uh, $26 billion LinkedIn really woke up Google to say, we need to figure out how to get social and how to do it in a way that isn't competing with Facebook because this whole Google Plus thing got its ass kicked by Facebook. So if we're going to get into social, and we know social is important, LinkedIn is going to be the avenue in which we do that. So... We believe that the present-day Google is launching a very calculated, strategic, step-by-step uh, -step strategy to basically compete with LinkedIn. Well, I, I think you can say, we don't think, we know. Okay, so when I was, I was actually working with the Google-based team, it felt like a pet project. I mean, it really did. It's kind of like a 20% time thing. It was kind of cool, and it sucked. Um, in this case, I mean, we've got the CEO at Google I. Yeah. I mean, so this is not, I don't, I don't think they think, you know, this is going to be a big thing. I think they, they know this is something that they're ready for. Yes, they clearly are serious about this. Um, the CEO spoke about it, as Chad said. And the first step into what they're doing is to introduce an API, which I believe was introduced in December or so of last year. Yep. Um, tell us about the API that they've. API, so we're going to talk about Google for Jobs, but the API is really your Google for Jobs. Um, being able to use the technology itself on your platforms, whether they're job boards, whether they're any type of recruiting technology at all, applicant tracking systems um, that have search. So I guess you know for the the vendors in the audience who has who actually has proprietary search, their own proprietary search. Yeah, there's a few. Um, you know who's looking at. Google and possibly getting away from proprietary search and having Google run that search. Career Builder. Yeah. Dice. Uh, yeah. Um, so essentially the API is Google search. You can put Google search technology into your own search for job postings. So if you agree that Google does search better than anyone in the world, 
then putting their search technology into your own search kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, in addition to partnering with CareerBuilder and Dice and Jibe, um, they're partnering with companies like Johnson & Johnson, and they actually just released some data around um, the impact on what the Google API has done with Johnson & Johnson. Apparently, it is it has increased traffic 25%, and it's increased click-through rates 18%. So in their mind at this point, the API is a, a, a success in making search better and making it more user-friendly, um, and they're clearly serious about it. Now, one of the questions that Chad and I have is, on the API is who's going to be willing to get in bed with Google because APIs have historically been Trojan horses. Okay. Do you remember the day when everything was Twitter API, Facebook had a ton of APIs and everyone used them? Well, Twitter and Facebook in that example learned a whole lot about your business and learned what they should do in terms of their own product suite. So I think there's a real threat to applicant tracking systems, job boards who want to plug in Google's technology because Google is going to essentially learn a whole hell of a lot about how people search for jobs, what kind of data they're looking for, et cetera. So I think we both personally agree that a lot of companies are going to stray away from Google because of the threat that they, they pose on as a Trojan horse. I think they will at first. But I think the their clients are going to start asking for it because it's the new shiny object, right? But, um, and that's what, I mean, take a look at Job. I had a conversation with Joe had some conversations with some of my contacts at Builder, And from their standpoint, from a resource standpoint, they don't believe that they're going to be able to do search better than Google. And there's an AI element to this as well, machine learning on the back end. So yeah, they are learning behaviors about job search that's happening on your site. But then again, from a resource standpoint, for job, that's not where their expertise lies, right? They're more in the candidate experience, the, the uh, process for applications, so why screw with search? Hell of it. Let Google do it, partner with Google, get an awesome press release out, and sell the hell out of it. Hey, we've got Google search, AI, machine learning, and you've got an amazing experience. And you've got Career Builder, which was very surprising to me that had the same kind of nuance. It said, hey, you know, we, we have this vast portfolio, and we're very uh, diverse with all the different types of technologies and companies that we own today. If we can... Take a look at that resource and the money that we're spending there today in our proprietary technology. And again, they're testing right now, so they haven't made this decision. They're doing maybe testing. If we can actually shift those funds to other areas, does that make sense for the business? And I would personally argue that CareerBuilder has given up on job postings, and they probably don't give a damn if somebody runs their search or not. My personal opinion is if you're an established ATS, yeah. iSIMS, JobVite, Taleo, whoever, you're not going to touch Google's technology. Unless there's a huge up rising voice of your customers that say, we want Google. Now, if I'm a startup starting ATS today, and Jive is probably um, their own ATS, but in that sort of realm, I'm throwing Google everywhere. If I'm starting an ATS today, I'm saying, we're Google, we're all in, this is where you get Google, this is how you do it. Yeah, and then to compete is, with those other guys and differentiate yeah. yourself. Yeah, I don't see that as a problem. I, I think ATS is a little forward in because in, in most cases, not all, applicant tracking systems, you're wrong. Applicant tracking systems, have they don't have great search. They don't have great proprietary search. I was talking to a major Fortune 25 company the other day, and they said that they time out their database search all the time. 
So for an organization, once again, to shift resources. An ATS who can't who does that shouldn't you shouldn't use them. Like if, if their search sucks that badly, I there, know that. there are plenty of ATSs you know to that. choose from. I know that you know that, but still. So let's go to the other reason why an ATS shouldn't get into Google. Google hire. Okay. So <laughs> The API was the first step in Google domination in the job space. Has everybody heard of Google Hire, right? Okay. It's applicant tracking. I've got a lot of that. So, let's, so Google, all right. So if you've ever applied to a, a job at Google, you know that the process is incredibly efficient, incredibly user-friendly, um, just super easy. And we in the industry have been talking a long time about, man, if someone would just copy Google's UX and put it as their own, it would, it would kill. So no one ever did. Um, but so Google decided to launch Google Hire, which is in beta right now. I mean, right. very small companies are using it, although once they open up, I'm sure larger companies are certainly going to experiment with it. So essentially, Google is going to want to be your corporate career center, your ATS, managing your client or managing your, uh, your candidates. So in addition to the API being a Trojan horse, I don't think ATSs are going to touch it for the fact that they're going to be competing with Google on the Google Hire platform. The big question around this is why? Why what? Why do they want to get into it? And it's data. Why does Google? Yeah, it's data and it's behavior, right? So it's there. there is a market for, obviously, to make money in that, in, in that arena. Although, you take a look at what they care about the most. Simplicity, user experience, and then getting people to where they want as quick as they want. Because they want to become really the lifestyle platform that you use, whether it's my Android phone, my Google Home at, at home, uh, or Chrome, wherever it's at. They want to be able to really control that entire lifestyle pattern, which I think Facebook is giving them kind of like a bump of the road right now. Clearly, you look at Microsoft, uh, Salesforce, yeah. and there's, there's a huge push into the SaaS model of getting into employment. Um, even Facebook with Facebook at work, messaging, Slack, I mean, this is where a lot of these big companies are going. Um, so, you know, to me, the API is, is sort of step one. Google Hire, if they can get you into their ATS system and managing uh, candidates that way. And then the third, which was the big sort of boom in the industry um, that occurred recently, was Google for Jobs. Um, so essentially, the third step in this mission is you go to Google, you search a job. If you've ever searched Google for locations, maps, images, et cetera, you know kind of how this works. They're going to pull in data and basically be, in, be indeed on Google. So they're going to aggregate job postings as opposed to sending you to job boards or certain pages or sites that do this. Um, and that has been the big news in the industry is that if 50 plus percent of people start their job search at Google, then these job postings that are going to be on Google as a vertical search parameter are going to kill all the job boards unless they're on in that database or in that index. And Indeed, by most, is it's almost impossible to sugarcoat what happened with Indeed. Um, there, this is a DEF CON 1 moment for them. If they haven't been thinking about what do we do when Google turns on the job spigot, then they're in trouble. I'm sure that they have. But the biggest thing is, is what happens to Indeed. Um, and the question I have is, who gets the golden ticket to be in those search results. Well, and that's the key, because if you take a look at today, doing any type of job search, um, it's all about the organic, right? I mean, Indeed is, they're overspending, or actually overspending, they're outspending everybody on our search engine marketing. Uh, so they're getting the SEM, but they also have all that organic traffic. You know, we've heard a very high percentage of their traffic actually comes from the organic piece. 
Um, when that goes away, how much more money are they going to have to spend to get the same results? Because if you take a look at Google Flights or Google, some of the like, uh, restaurants looking for food and things like that, some of the results that you receive, um, jobs looks fairly much the same, right? Uh, so they're going to take a, up a lot of the organic. And what Joel's talking about is now that organic is going to be a job search or at least job search results. Uh, who rises to the top? And who's included? Well, it's, it's similar. When Google News came out, you know, it was like, how do I get in that search result? So, all the, you know, newspapers had it pretty easy. There was a, there was a, a process by which you were approved as a, as, a news, uh, as a news medium. Certain bloggers got in on it. Certain sites and companies did. But if you were locked out of being in Google News, you just don't show up in the results. So Google's going to have to decide, you know, who gets to be in these job listings because job listings are duplicated all over the place. Mm. And, and vendors are making a lot of money by duplicating jobs all over the place. And Google hates that. Google hates that you click on four results and it's the same job, which kind of has driven this as well. Um, so we know, we know for sure that they're working with CareerBuilder. We know they're working with Monster. We know they're working with um, LinkedIn, which is interesting. But they're working with LinkedIn for job postings. And are they working with Dice? Yeah. Um, okay. So nice. So so a few of those sites have gotten the early golden ticket. So those results should show up. Now what we're seeing in, in some of uh, early beta screenshots that we've seen, um, corporations are getting a, I think a huge leg up on results. From the screenshots. We're seeing we're seeing you know brands you know, the Starbucks, the Gaps, you know the brands you know are starting to show up um, in those search results. So I'm not really sure how much weight they're going to put to Career Builder and Monster. Um, I mean, I think it's great that they've done that and have that content. But you as an employer, uh, when Google for jobs goes mainstream and comes out of beta, you guys need to start doing searches to see if you guys show up. Because if your corporate site isn't, you know, you need to call the ATS provider or whoever and say, like, how do we get our jobs on Google for jobs? Oh. Because so much traffic is going through there. Yeah, and I would definitely make sure that I would contact your, your your vendors now and ask them, okay, how are how, how are you getting in front of this? I mean don't yeah. don't, don't be don't be reactive. Yeah. You already are at this point. Go out there, be proactive and see if they're trying to partner to be a part of, uh, of this to be able to get APIs in, um, find out, you know, whatever they need to do. It's way too easy today to be able to get job information from point A to point B. Yeah. And don't rely on if you have like an SEO microsite or a branding site that they're going to the jobs if the jobs are on that they're going to be on that they're going to be listed on Google for jobs um, definitely be on top of this and like Chad said you know be proactive and go to your ATS and say look what are you doing about Google for jobs are our jobs going to show up you know once this thing goes live and mainstream and see what their answer is my guess is they're all scrambling to figure out what the answer is because they're going to have a problem if jobs aren't showing up at corporate you know career sites yeah now they're going and again. Companies, this is the big, bright, shiny ball that we always talk about. Um, this is the new one, and, and companies are going to be asking about this. So, if you're a vendor and you have proprietary search, or you do have, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna face these questions. So, definitely, you know, if you're gonna keep that search and you're not gonna embrace what's going on with Google, um, that's cool. Just be ready to answer those questions because there are going to be other vendors, your competitors. I guarantee you that are going to embrace this and they're going to hug it incredibly oh, yeah. hard. Yeah. You'll see people promote, we're in Google you. for jobs, like we're in the index. You know, you'll know, you be in the index with our with our site. If you take a look at Jive right now, you go right, 
go to the website. They already have Google Jobs API up there. They, they are pipping that thing out left and right. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. There'll be others. I mean, five minutes. Five minutes. It's, uh, so it's also important to note that Google's ATS, Google Hire, yeah. there's probably a good chance that if you use the Google product, your jobs will automatically be on Google search, which is a way that they're going to drive people to the Google Hire product um, and get job postings on that. So with five minutes left, let's talk a little bit, up, a bit about the future. We sort of disagree on where this is going and why Google is doing this. Um, I'll go ahead and, and give you my two cents in two and a half minutes. Um, I'll go back to the LinkedIn uh, competition comment, is that this is all being driven by LinkedIn. LinkedIn is an index, a directory of people um, that Google hates not being able to have access to. So Google wants to build its own directory of people, similar to LinkedIn, um, and I think this is how they're doing it. So I, in my opinion, the, the next phase of this will be a one-touch button. They've already mentioned this in the, uh, the presentation that they did. Mm -hmm. There'll be a one-click apply that Google will create. So everyone who's using the API, if you look at a job on their site, it'll probably have the Google one-click apply. If you look at Google Hire, same thing. They'll probably partner or give access to job boards and others to have this one-click apply. Now, as a job seeker, if I click one-click apply, I'll have to create an initial profile, resume, LinkedIn type page. But then once I do, I can use it throughout anybody who's using Google's one-touch apply. Now, for Google, that's great because they get my professional profile. Mm -hmm. And now they can start using that. And as we've talked about Google having an entire office suite, this becomes part of that um, in terms of their big vision. So my, my opinion is this is against, this is LinkedIn. Um, they're going to start collecting profiles. They're going to start in, uh, innovate or motivating people to use their products and services. It's going to be easy. I'd be surprised if the ATS isn't free. Um, you'll probably pay to boost your jobs. You'll probably be able to pay to get your jobs and the index is sponsored listings, but to me, that's where the future is going. It's a direct attack on Microsoft and LinkedIn and others. Yeah, I, I agree there. I agree. The thing, well, I wouldn't say I disagree. I think they, they really focus heavily. Their current mantra, what's their new mantra? Used to be mobile first. What is it now? AI first. AI first. Exactly. So what they're really focused on, you take a look at all the visualizations that they provided during Google I.O. Um, they're really really focused on the ability to um, drive AI, okay? And this is going to be happening already. We're seeing it on the job side of the house. So we see career, career builder, we see job, we see all this behavior data going into the machine. Going into the machine, they're learning every single time. So it'll get smarter in uh, Johnson & Johnson version, right? But they'll also be able to take that data and use it throughout from an off overall standpoint. Then from the candidate standpoint, you've got Google Hire. What do they want to do there? I mean, what the, the whole matching thing that we've been trying to do for years that has been incredibly horrible in some cases, this takes it to an entirely different level, 10 levels above what we've, what we've been doing for years. Uh, so being able to take a look at that profile, whether it's a LinkedIn database piece of information that's being pulled in, or even being able to match that up throughout other profiles throughout the web, characterize it, uh, provide relationships to other individuals and the types of jobs that they're in and the types of jobs that they've worked in. This is going to be great, not just for the civilian sector, but also for military, which I'm very adamant about trying to help veterans find jobs. But all these different areas where you can start to target profiles and create profiles 
that today don't exist overall, right? We have our own little profiles. We keep them really close to our chest. This is what we're looking for. Um, this will, this to me is the way for them to focus on user experience, to be able to AI first, and really to, to, to own this market. And I don't think that there, it's gonna be a kicking the vendors, kicking and screaming out. I think there's gonna be an opportunity for vendors to be able to smartly partner with Google and, and make this happen. So I think there's gonna be an opportunity to innovate. And in short, I'm right and you're wrong. We Do we have time for questions? Okay, if there are, if not, we'll just consider you shocked and odd. Yes. As somebody who works for an RPO, who gets the pleasure of working with many, many, many ATMs, what do you think the chances are that, um, so you guys kind of talk about how ATMs are going to stay away from this, that it motivates them to suck less? Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, and I think it's very funny that you say it, it, it's, a, it's a pleasure to work with many applicants or acting systems. Um, again, you're the, you're the customer, right? You're pushing this new adoption, I think, is, is going to be key. Will every applicant tracking system pick it up? No, but I think some will, because I really believe they're going to see this as an opportunity to be able to innovate, to be able to really outsource that search because they can't they can't do search well. They're not gonna do search well, especially as well as Google. So I, it's definitely, and it has been, on the employers for years to be able to ensure and press their vendors. Most of these ATSs have been duct taped over the last decade or so, um, and to move quickly with new technology is a, it's a Herculean effort with most of these ATSs. Mostly scotch tape. Can it happen? Yes. Is there gonna to have to be a huge groundswell of customer pitchforks and fire to do it? Yeah. Um, unless someone comes along and says, we are all in on Google and they take a huge piece of market share and they become really hot, I don't see most of the legacy ATSs changing much because of Google. And as an RPO, it'd be smart for you guys to actually go out, partner with Google, and this be really the main system that you go, because there's two things here. First and foremost, it provides a standardized mechanism for you to be able to go from this client to this client to this client to this client. Not to mention, when you go out and start talking to clients and start pitching clients, you can use this new shiny ball, right? So that's a good way, I would think, from an RPA standpoint. Yep. How Just for the record, I don't think that's going to happen, Joel, but carry on. Um, I think they'll leave it up to the consumer. I mean, if you want to make it private, it'll be private. If you want to make it public, it can be public. Maybe. Talk about something else that fell on its face. Maybe. <laughs> okay, let's hear it for Chad Seuss. Thanks, guys. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure 
for all your jobs for one low flat rate. Here's how it works. You tell Beyond how many jobs you have, and Beyond gives you one simple price to market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three-month, full-service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.